Welcome to the 981 Project. Travel, history, culture, and lore from all 981 miles of the Ohio River. I'm your writer and your podcast host, Tamala Rich. You can find the written transcript of this on my substack, the981project.com. I'm going to start with a quote from Maya Angelou. I have great respect for the past. If you don't know where you've come from, you don't know where you're going. I learned to love the open road as a child. My family spent many hot summers in the Vista Cruiser station wagon traveling from Ohio to California during the Vietnam era. At the time, Route 66 was still fully maintained and motels featuring swimming pools, wait for it, had high, medium, and low diving boards. Can you believe it? The promise of air conditioning featured prominently in neon signage and many of the beds had magic fingers that would jangle the mattress for 15 minutes at 25 cents a pop. And on my Substack, I have a picture of the little box that you put your coins into uh, to get the, the magic fingers relaxation service. Now I explore the country on a motorcycle and share my travels in books, the OTL magazine, and here on Substack. Why the 981 Project? Maybe I'm nostalgic. I grew up near Columbus, Ohio, but never fully appreciated the rich cultural and natural history of the Ohio River Valley until I'd grown up and moved away. After living in the South since 1982, I wanted to reconnect with my Midwestern roots. I decided to explore the history, culture, and lore of all 981 miles of the Ohio River. Now, if you look at my substack, I have a picture, an embedded picture, of the Ohio River Valley and the Ohio River that runs through it. This is the Ohio River Valley in yellow, with the Ohio River in dark blue, from its headwaters in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, to its confluence with the Mississippi River in Cairo, Illinois, 981 miles later. Yes, I did say Cairo, despite the fact that it's spelled like Cairo, because that's how the locals say it. Although we commonly think of this area as part of the Midwest, it includes Appalachia, the Bluegrass, and Abe Lincoln Country. Is this a travel blog? Not really. I foresee personal essays prompted by something I've seen or done, someone I've met, or something in the news that touches these 981 miles. Some editions will include lots of travel resources, maps, itineraries, books, and websites to help you explore the region from your armchair or the open road. I'm sure to offer book and movie reviews and reflections on how the region is depicted in news story vis-a-vis -vis my experience. Most of my newsletters will include a podcast of me reading what I've written so you can multitask while basking in all things 981. Some of them will include interviews with interesting people I meet along the way or sounds from nature or a street fair. Stay tuned. It's all unfolding. One thing I can guarantee is roadside kitsch. On my Substack, there's a picture of me, selfie of, of me, in front of the world's largest teapot in Chester, West Virginia. I love roadside kitsch. So what I will do is I will give you a picture and then I will, you know, give you some history of it. So in this case, I pulled the history from Roadside America. It's a great website. Uh, roadside America says, the teapot stands on a manicured lawn between elevated US 30 and its Chester exit ramp. 
It is 12 feet high, 44 feet wide, and was originally built as a giant keg by Hires Root Beer. It was then bought by Dave Strickler, who claimed to be the inventor of the banana split. And Dave cut windows and doors into the keg and turned it into a concession stand at a miniature golf course in Latrobe, Pennsylvania. In 1938, it was bought by William Babe Devon, who brought it to Chester, added the spout lid and handle, and converted it into the world's largest teapot. Devon was a booster of the region's then-vibrant pottery industry and used the teapot to sell teapots as well as snacks and souvenirs. The teapot went out of business circa 1980 and fell into disrepair. A major restoration in 1990 brought it to its current state, followed up every few years with repairs and repainting. Now, your turn. Please give me your must-see, must-do, must-meet recommendations. Uh, you can also support the, pro the project by sharing it with like-minded friends and family, subscribing uh, on Substack or uh, your, your podcast catcher. And you can support this project by subscribing. There are both free and paid subscriptions. The Arts and Science Council took a shine to my idea and is supporting the 981 project as it becomes a book. Thank you, Arts and Science Council. Now, I'll see you next time here on the 981 Project. Thank you.